You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, I am thrilled to be here, as always. Of course, we're uh, a podcast that focuses on covering only the best that media has to offer. Oh, wait, hold on. My, my page here says Electra, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, never mind. Um, so uh, 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 Hollywood decided to um, just poop on itself and then... To cash uh, in on... <laughs> the the monetary success of Daredevil and the love story, they were like, ooh, you know what people would love? A you know, movie without Daredevil. <laughs> I really never put that together, but why why did Elektra get a movie after Daredevil did as it did? Well, Daredevil, if you recall, did very well. Oh, that's Critically, right. it did terribly. Monetarily, it did really well. The odd thing, though, is why you would be like, let's make a sequel starring Electra, which is not like that confusing but then be like what did people like seem to like i guess was her and daredevil's interactions so let's not cast him in the movie at all so it's just like really right. weird you would be like let's remove half of the equation that we know already worked and replace it with the boringest love like romance you've ever seen and a film that i'm not 100 percent sure what the overall plot was yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident that um, they had a bunch of like those uh, those cards that you draw up to like to, to write out different scenes and you know and major yeah. points in a film. They had a bunch of those, and someone was like running down the hallway really quickly to get to the production meeting for Electra, and they collided with like four other interns with also with sort of like mediocre action movie thrillers, and they and, like, all just one like, really bad romantic comedy. Yeah, and they all spilled their cars out, and 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 that 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 original Electra intern was able to get back like about like thirty percent of her of her cards, and then the rest were yeah a little bit of mix of uh, a, a forgotten Liam Neeson garbage and some some uh, like two scenes from an M Night Shyamalan film and the setup to what would have been a good kung fu fight scene, but all of the parts about the fight scene were left out. So all you had was a setup of a bunch of characters who could use magic, but then all die in the most lackluster, boring ways humanly possible. Um, excuse me, uh, ma'am. This, 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 uh, this scene card is, I believe, just a cocktail napkin that just says "lots of sheets." Is that the fight scene? Just lots of sheets in the air? That can't be it, right? <laughs> or is this like you need us to pick up you? Like, we're supposed to go and get your laundry. Did you have your this sheets is, dry cleaned? This is just a blank napkin. Are you suggesting that during this scene, it looks like someone threw a bunch of napkins in the air? Huh. This one just says, uh, 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 flying wolf light, question mark? Is that, yeah. is that what you've written here? I had a thing in my notes, which was just, like, bad pitch ideas that I imagine, like some guy just did like they sat him down with like 20 rails of cocaine and then he just started saying things out loud <laughs> and that was what they put in the movie this this card says had the words real gun written down and you crossed it out for dark gun and then a question mark is that is that right i also have here that this this note says vampire ninjas is that why they turned to dust or <laughs> Yeah. Fuck God, we gotta talk about that. This All one right, says well, only introduce four characters. No one will realize her targets are gonna be one of them. And um, so, Electra came out in two thousand five. Um, it was mm-hmm. obviously attempting to capitalize off of Daredevil. Um, and in like a really bizarre way, they were like, "Let's cast Electra. Like, we'll bring back Jennifer Gardner. People liked her." And they were like, "Well, who should we follow it up with?" And they're like, "That guy from ER." And then who else? And they're like, "Ah, eh, just find some people." 
Because, like, there's no real celebrities in this movie. It's very weird for how much I'm sure they paid to make this movie. It's very bizarre. Uh, Yeah, $43 million is what they estimated it is the budget. That's, like, an insane amount of money. And you have Terrence Stamp is probably the second most famous person. And he's in the movie for about six minutes. And he is what I can only hope is wearing the worst wig I've ever seen in my life. It's like a it's like a, a mullet helmet. It's very upsetting. <laughs> His final scene at the end when she's like walking away and he's talking to her, I heard none of what they said because the whole time I was just like, that's the worst hairpiece I've ever seen in my life. It was deeply upsetting. Yeah, I, I definitely have just the word mullet. And I honestly, up until you just mentioned that, I forgot why. I also feel like uh, Terrence Stamp and uh, I'm probably going to butcher how you say this guy's name, but Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa, the guy who mm-hmm. was uh, Shang Tsung in uh, the Martian Mortal Kombat movie. That is correct. I feel like both of them were just like visiting Europe where they were filming this, and a production assistant saw them having tea somewhere and was like, "Hey, you guys got like forty-five minutes to bust out because they don't ever really they don't do anything. They just sort of talk in a couple yeah. of scenes, and they're like, "Ooh, that's been eight minutes. I got to get out of here." And fuck it, I want to talk about it because this is a, this is the the foundation of Elektra's character and the movie's attempt to give us a villain is this mysterious hand council that mm-hmm. takes place in an ancient uh, uh, you know an, an ancient uh, Asian structure on the top of a skyscraper. Um, what Which are made they? Me think. I think that's where Rainbow like, Six got that idea. It's just yeah, <laughs> dump a dump a period uh, Japanese temple onto a skyscraper because that would be easy to do. I think there's probably a few buildings like that, to be honest. But maybe I'll have to uh, look that up. There might be, but um, um, I, I know what the hand is, and maybe it's just as vague. But well, the hand in this things. just felt like it was a regular Japanese boardroom. Yeah, are they Illuminati? Are they like corporate gods? Like what? In the are comics, they? the hands are like the largest crime syndicate, as well as sure. being like a group of assassins and have access to uh some weapons like uh like or not weapons but like magic like they can bring people back from the dead and there are people that they are looking for but they're not called treasures they're called weapons and they're like living weapons who have some sort of extra special ability to harness their chi and uh this is my recollection i I read the comic a long time ago when they kind of introduced him but that's sort of like their thing. And for a long time, for a part of time, Elektra worked with them. And she was part of the hand. And I think they're who bring her back to life in the comic after she is killed by Bullseye. And uh, she eventually leaves. But they were part of the people who had originally trained her. And she starts off right. as a bad guy. And then to becomes be honest, a good guy. What you're describing and what what is what, what, what is sort of set up in the first part of this movie is almost... It almost has the arc of something like like Kill Bill, where it's like she was the best of them, and then she left them, and now they, you know, there's something else in the mix. There's a there's a kid, you know, and, and of course in Kill Bill it's her own child. In this case, it's like an, another another weapon. That's actually kind of an entertaining idea. The movie can't stick with that, or perhaps yeah. the director just I'm usually not this mean. Perhaps the director just wasn't competent enough. To accomplish that, or the script was just rewritten nine times because what we get is what we that get setup, is electric and then f- adjacent. 
It's like yes. an Electra movie across the street. Like it can see the Electra plot, and it was like, well, we'll just do it kind of similar, but it's like Famous Rays versus like Rays Famous Pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's <when you laughs> yeah. basically the same, just enough to get by. It's like Alfredo's people. Pizza or Pizza by Alfredo. Like they sound close enough, but one of they sound the close enough. They're going to screw over a tourist, but nobody else is going to fall for it. Um, but this movie was I, I, I made the cue card joke earlier, and I still kind of mean it because it felt like this was rewritten. I could I could taste it all yeah, through the movie because the beginning is a very direct action stuff. It's immediately Electra is cutting people. There she's murdering people. It's it's not like like. Uh, visually violent but it's implied violent it's also Um, not visually interesting (laughs) well yes but then it slowly becomes this weird like woman locked in a like woman in a remote like in a remote setting kind of thriller it becomes Uh, like uh, at one point like this is probably going to say too much about movies i've seen but at one point i was like this is sort of like safe house like she moves out to like a beachfront community and is like hiding from her past which is a terrible uh Whoever the guy who wrote the notebook is, I can't think of his name. Uh, no, you're right. Like Safe House, there's a horror movie called Mute about uh, a, 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 a deaf and mute woman who's like moves out to like work on something like a book. It's a pretty classic thing where like, a woman goes out to somewhere uh, uh, somewhat remote to like work on a novel or something, and then you know X uh, or Y bad thing befalls her, and everything is kind of everything is nerve wracking. The sound of a cat. I was like. You know, everything kind of scares you uh, about what's going to happen to her. And that is what, like, it's not even an act two. It's just, like, the part two of the movie is like this. And then the part Part three... two is like a romantic comedy. She moves yeah. out. She's really nervous. She meets this kid who apparently, is, like, invites her over to, I assume, sleep with her dad. Because that's what it felt like. It sure but, did. But I was like, this is just straight out of a romantic comedy. Like, a kid trying to get her, her single dad together. And then all of a sudden, it, like, builds up into this like side story about her and i was just like what is happening like it just made no sense they never referenced daredevil ever again which is also sort of weird and it's just like very bizarre because it is what you said i think it's like three separate movies and the last one being the worst kung fu movie ever made the biggest travesty of all time is that they got together um a martial arts based hero they equipped her with a martial arts based a clan of martial arts based yes. villains and no one touches each other. No mm-hmm. one does any martial arts on at or near each other. The closest I, we get is the guy from ER, I think uh, karate kicking a guy in the woods and a girl swinging some gold chain, which I don't know if that was like her magic power or what was going on. No with idea. That. A- every, every character that's given some sort of like cool. And again, I'm doing the kill bill thing is because you you're introduced to this rogues gallery of assassins and they all have got like a gimmick, a yeah, cool it, thing. It's like every, if you've ever seen like an old 70s kung fu movie. Yes. Yeah. It, it it felt so much like that. And like it, it was cheesy when they introduced him in like this boardroom and he shows up with these like really generic looking like pop versions of ninjas, but I was like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting. The the rest of the movie is going to be her beating each of these ninjas who has a special power." And I was like, this could be really cool if it just does. I was like, maybe I won't hate this if it just becomes a kung fu movie. It does not. It becomes an no. even worse movie than it was to start with. Because this movie, I think, gets progressively worse as it goes on. Like, Absolutely. each moment becomes worse than the moment before. And it's just, which is impressive in a way. Because each of the characters, uh, each of these these villains, is just capable of um, 
conjuring like low level, low budget CGI to do their bidding. Which is one of the things I loved in this is she seems so surprised when they have like special abilities. But earlier she watches a guy break his own neck by just turning his head real quick, which I don't think is a thing you can do. But and he turns to like smoke and she acts like that's like an everyday occurrence. But then she finds a guy who moves kind of fast, and she's like, "What?" It was. I was like, "Does she know there's magic or not?" Because you also got brought back from the dead. Nothing should be phasing you right now. And I know a couple of these are real daredevil villains because there's the woman who can like, I don't know if this power is accurate, but she can seemingly like decay you. Yeah, uh, she's based I, off Typhoid Mary, which is ty- not Typhoid, typhoid Mary, Mary's yeah. character. Yeah, uh, I she's didn't she's think a so. telepath, if I remember right. Um. Yeah, so they basically just like read. They basically just read the top part of the Wikipedia page yeah. for Daredevil. <laughs> well, they just went through and they were like, "Who's included in our license with Daredevil?" Yeah, because Stone, I mean, the like, guy who's made of stone, is actually a character who's in Stick's army, if I remember right. Typhoid of- just breathes on people. Yeah, Stone is just a s- slow walking big guy who uses a club but doesn't actually hit anyone directly. Uh, uh, you know, a uh, a uh, a uh, uh, tattoo morphs animals out of his chest, and like Which, again, n- go ahead. None of these characters are are ever making contact. They're never doing something. Cl- I mean, the closest thing to clever any of these characters do is that like tattoo like converts his uh tattoo into a bird, which then um, merges with a mural. Uh, and and and, use, and he uses it to observe them. But of course, he's still caught doing it, so it's still a lame attempt yeah, but I, like i, I, I like geez. when they first introduced him and i was like oh okay his tattoos are alive that's like if you were to like say you're like all right it's a kung fu movie and this one dude has a whole bunch of tattoos and they can come to life as like and you'd be like that's kind of an interesting idea i mean i know they didn't make it up for this movie but i was like oh this right. is kind of interesting and that's where like i started to get like it and i was like oh this woman makes people sick and i was like it's clearly supposed to be like typhoid mary but not that character but I was like, this could be really interesting. And then there was the guy they introduced who's like made of stone. And there's another guy who I don't know what his magic power was because it appeared to be to die very quickly. Because <laughs> like he shows up, gets kicked in the face, and that girl hits him with the, the I have to talk the about court, him. and he dies. I was like, what this the dude, fuck was his power? This dude was like was like strutting around. He looked like a fucking uh one of like the like the the villains out of like old boy you know he had this like yeah. he had he had like a like a wife beater on and he had like a cool like 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 hawaiian shirt over it unbuttoned and he was flipping a coin in like a kind of a magical looking way um and he seemed like calmer and cooler than everyone else and i was very curious what his thing was gonna be his thing apparently was he grabbed a 12 year old girl struggled to restrain her then was elbowed and died that, that yeah. appeared to be it he he like people in this movie the ninjas die like in questionably oh easy ways like if you kick one kind of hard they turn they like ghost like it's a blade you know and he shoots a vampire and they turn to yes. like flame and i was like this is really weird he get that guy died so quick that i was like wait i i thought at first he teleported when she hit him and he i was like oh he can turn into smoke like all the ninjas and then i realized he was just straight dead and I was like, wow, what a waste of a character. Why even introduce an extra guy? He does nothing. All he gets is he can flip a coin, which is really not like a power. <laughs> I, I can flip a coin. It doesn't take that much dexterity. And speaking of bad ninjas and bad ninja choices, which is also a fun name for this podcast, um, 
the, 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 earlier in the film, uh, before the reveal that this girl is uh, a, a weapon that they're calling a treasure, who is already pretty good when we encounter, because like later on when we get this reveal and she's there with Stick, it's re- it's revealed that she's been like trained to a degree that she's actually already quite well, good. I think it's supposed to be too is that she has innate ability. So like she already right. understands martial exactly. arts. So she'll only be able to get better. Like she starts she, at the level of a master. She's or, yeah, exactly. She starts at the level of a master. Yet, despite that, earlier in the film, before we know that, when Electra is staying next to the couple the the, the father and daughter, um the the hand says two random generic henchmen to mm-hmm. execute them. Now the dad Easy picking. Well, we assume course. not to execute them, but to kidnap the girl and kill the father. We but assume it's to be ed- we assume it's if, to be if, executed because we think they're taking over Electra's contract, which is sure. not true because Electra's contract was actually done by Stick. If you were the hand, yes, and your job was to get uh, an individual who, by default, was better than almost everyone that you know, except for some of your masters, why would you send two intern ninjas? Uh, to go kill her or kidnap her. Wouldn't they... If Electra had done nothing, wouldn't she have fucking kicked their ass? Well, that was my question. When they started fighting in the woods, even the dad knows martial arts, like, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's not, like, great. He is beating up Red Shirt Ninja, but I was like... Which leads to an I important question. Because I put a note notes. down. I was like, do they need to be protected? Because she seems to be exactly. all right. And an also... important question here. If you rewrote... If you edited Electra out of this movie, nothing inherently changes. Like no, they except could've... for, I guess, Typhoid kills that woman, although she wouldn't have been there. Yeah, it's a very, like, and the other part that's really confusing is during the boardroom meeting where, uh, you know, you've got uh, Roshi, the dude who's the head of the hand, his son's, like, real petulant, and you're like, oh, okay. And they're like, oh, we're trying to get them, but we're having a hard time. It appears to be her dad and her just live on, like, like some European beach. Like, how hard was it to go get them? Electra was straight up going to just shoot them with arrows while standing stock in the middle of the open. Like, so in the open that everyone would be like, hey, that woman over there's got a bow and arrow. Electra like, bought the house adjacent to them and stood on the fucking foyer with a, yeah. with a, with a crossbow. I mean, she's like, visible from what? the road, the house, the trees, any path, the ocean. I mean, like, she is so visible. And they're like, wait till it's raining, we'll send two ninjas. But it also explain- the question is, like... How they have explained, they not gotten her before? They explained that she was just kicked out of a school. Maybe that was fake. I don't know. Yeah, because they're cover. running for their life. But she... They also just bought a, a home, which is not a good thing to do when you're trying to lay low. Don't put your name on housing documents. And then, yeah, they. she seems to have a habit for wandering around, going into random places, including yeah. Electra's home, which, where, by the way... She, a box cutter is thrown at her, her body like a like a throwing star, and her reaction was like, "Ah, you you nicked my jacket." Oh yeah, th- this girl uh, I can't imagine went on to like great things. When that, <laughs> when that when that happened to that character, why Electra doesn't question who this girl who is nonplussed by a by a box cutter hurled across the room like a throwing knife is is somehow just like passing. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it, I think the other it, problem problem with that is, like, they introduce she's really fast, and she's, like, kind of disappearing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like she's running through the house and she's moving really quick and Electra barely catches her. And then later Electra's meditating and the girl's standing behind her. She's like, how long have you been there? She's like, oh, I just got here. And I was like, oh, they're, they're going to build up that Electra is going to realize because I was like right away when they were talking about the treasure and then they introduced this girl. I was like, well, I think I can piece together what's going to happen here. I don't need a, I don't need 40 more minutes to figure out they want the girl. But like, I was like, oh, they're going to build up that Electra realizes this girl is a martial artist because she was actually behind her for a lot longer and she couldn't detect her because she's that good of a ninja already. And she was able to run through the house that fast. And like, she was going to piece it together. She never pieces it together until she sees the girl start fighting. And I was like, come on, how do you not know by yeah. now? You've had 18 different examples of things. And I, and that's where, like I, where you said it feels like this movie was written by eight people. I think it was, and nobody read the other person's version. Because like they, they try to set stuff up and it never pays off. The ends like make no sense. Her the girl's character could not be more pointless. She goes from being like kind of competent to completely incompetent, a ninja master to being like a, a scared uh, teenage girl in a horror movie, like just doing yep. really stupid stuff. And I, it was just really bizarre. Um, speaking of that scene that I was mentioning earlier, where they're ambushed by uh, intern ninjas. Um... Uh, one of the ninjas uh, flips around the corner and he is carrying a revolving firearm that uh-huh. shoots ninja's he, darts. He's got one of Blade's uh, like stake guns is what it looked like. I was like, did they just steal everything from Blade? Now, I will only accept that maybe those were tranquilizer darts. That's the only thing that I could theoretically accept if they were trying to True. kidnap the one girl. That's it. But it doesn't appear to be the case. And he fires them pretty liberally as if as if it's his main weapon and i don't understand how a rotary dart gun is better than a real gun i don't understand yeah. it was not stone seems you can so shoot much her. more clumsy to reload like it took so long to reload yeah and, and bullets just, are just, so much faster than other things it because it, it, and i don't think they're tranquilizer darts it appears to be shooting sort of like throwing darts out of a they're, gun. they're almost like little stakes yeah is what they kind yeah. of like to me. I don't know. It's the special just, effects aren't great. It's Most just, of this movie is slow motion. It's just, yeah. And she does a slow motion matrix, like backwards, like lean dodge, which is just embarrassing at this point. And like the, um, the, the, the only in- movies that are allowed to do that is the matrix and Kung Pao into the fist. Those are the <laughs> only two movies that are allowed to accomplish this. And I will say, like, I, remember, I don't know if you remember when we watched Daredevil. The fight scenes in that movie feel like they mm. were, like, the rehearsal fight scenes. Like, they're really slow. Like, overly slow to the point where you're just like, I don't think anybody moves this slow. But at fighting. least they're fighting. But at least know? they choreograph fight scenes. This movie has, like, they, they slow-mo her jumping all the time because there's literally nothing else to slow-mo. She never really fights at all. Even in the final fight, it's really just them kind of, like, punt, like... The dude can kick her and she just flies away and then gets up yeah. and it's just like, oh, okay. They're just these like snap punches with like a 20 minute long follow up with special effects. Like like one character will punch one or slice one and the other character will go flying across the room in a slow motion extended sequence because it just seems they it's it's the kind of fighting where there's a word count. You know what I mean? That you're trying yeah. to get to where it's like, all right. This is going to be one punch, but it needs to last for the length of ten punches because we don't have anything else that we want to get on screen right now. And that is uh, in the the like the fight in the woods where they're hiding after um, 
she sees them kill the one people or whatever she tells them to hide and the stone guy is coming and she like climbs up into this tree and you're like oh this is gonna be cool this is gonna be like a fight scene she's gonna jump down and try to attack him he's gonna see her there's gonna be an interesting fight scene he walks by and she jumps out of the tree and not like assassin's creed stabs him lands behind him and then runs up and stabs him which is like the worst way to try to kill a so ninja like disappointing <laughs> you know but she runs up and hits it hits him and it breaks her side and he punches her and then throws like his big axe at her and it hits the tree and a tree starts falling over and she starts running up it and he just walks away while a tree is falling over towards him he doesn't turn around he doesn't do anything it's like the end of prometheus it's like just go right or left but like we've already seen that this dude's impervious to harm because his skin's apparently like stone and his name's stone so i pieced it together this tree <laughs> only barely touches him like it doesn't fall all the way down it hits his head and he instantly turns to the smoke and then the tree falls the rest of the way and i was like wait it's all it took was like kind of a big impact we also saw he's super strong like i don't understand pokes i solved this one it's what you miss uh stone is essentially a villain from one of the earlier super mario games uh, oh. if you if you collide with him head on, he's impervious and you only take damage. It's only when you jump and bounce on his head that he is immediately defeated. Thank God, guys. We pieced it together. That was like, that was another scene where I was just like, wow, this is really weird. <laughs> because I was like, what a bizarre, like, why introduce this guy? Like, why give these people superpowers if they're never actually in play? The only person then- who really gets to use his powers is Tattoo. Yeah, he, 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 he spawns a lot of animals, which uh, don't accomplish much. Um, and I guess the main guy can be a wolf. Is that the same guy as the tattoo guy? I can't. That's the say. tattoo guy. The tattoo guy has, one, so many animals tattooed on his chest. He's got snakes, he's got wolves, he's got a uh, a raven, and then he's also got like a sparrow because it's an, or an eagle. It's like an entirely different bird when they're at the... Uh, the uh the farm guy of that house on the farm and then he can also he also is a uh has a spider tattooed on him i was like wow did this guy just like go and just be like give me every animal in the animal kingdom just go but do you think he has any like dumb tattoos he got before he was uh an assassin oh yeah like, like somewhere he's got a pikachu yeah he's got... <laughs> he could spawn that but it creates a lot of uh it creates a lot of copyright issues yeah um, <laughs> it has the power to be sued um and then the the main guy is what just good ninja that's what uh, the main guy appears to be has like some sort of telekinesis power uh, oh, that's involving right. sheets he can teleport yeah, he, he moves really fast and he has like super strength when he kicks but i he, love it i love how well defined this fictional magic is it's great it's really helpful for the audience yeah and also what's weird is uh in the beginning of the movie electra does like this weird teleport thing when she kills that guy because she like whispers yeah. in his ear and then when they cut back she's further away she's behind him yeah and it's like oh so she can teleport but she never does it again for the rest of the movie and she seems surprised when this guy does it i'm like you already did the thing he's doing you can't be caught off guard by it it's like shooting somebody and somebody else pulls a gun you're like fuck there's more than one of these like it's just so weird that also the beginning of this movie uh, starts with like a three minute exposition. Oh my then, god, it's way more than three minutes. Oh, it it's is, and it's so it's one of those ones where it's too confusing. 
it's like, all it's, the worst kinds of, of of exposition. It's like the voice. It's like the random dis- disembodied voiceover. Then characters having way too long descriptions of their own relationship out loud to each other. Oh, and it's like know? it's this really long. He's like, oh, uh, there was the hand, and they tried to do this, and then there's the curaguri or something. He's like, that you could even use it to bring back the dead. And then he's like, then there was a let, and you're just like, oh my god, this is so many words, and like with no context. So- so unnatural. It would be like if our podcast opened with me being like, hey, Post, good to see you, my co-host. It's a good thing we've been doing this podcast for so many years. Uh, oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. When, then, like, what, what's insane is it's followed up immediately by, like, the guy who is the most blasé about being murdered and also can't be that worried because he sits in front of a gigantic fucking window. If you think somebody's coming to murder you, don't stand next to a window. But he then gives more exposition about how good of an assassin Electra is. And it's like, oh, okay, so she's an assassin. Then we're instantly, after she kills this guy, she goes back and meets her hitman contractor. And immediately it's like, she's like, I don't like being a hitman. It's like, well, you just, you weren't a hitman before. You can't introduce it and be like, she's already upset. And then he's like, wow, man, you really killed too many people there. You didn't have to. It's like, you're the person who got her this job, which means you hire hitmen. How do you have a conscience at all? (laughs) Like, you're the middleman for murder. Why do you care how many extra people she kills? That guy's yeah, character it, was so weird. He was like had so much uh, like conscience for a man who's like the middleman for murder. It was so bizarre that that's who they picked to be like that'll be the voice of reason. Yeah, and then he uh, uh, he he houses them briefly, which it seemed like an interesting moment for her for for her to like learn about the the folly of what she did because of the classic story being uh, 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 built in front of us where the assassin um, relents and lets someone go, which of course leads to an inevitable sequence of events that endangers her and all that she, her or him and all of that they have built. It's like the transporter. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, all this stuff. It's, it's done, been done a million times. It's pretty much any movie you've ever seen where one of the, the main characters is a hitman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They basically they're asked to kill like a family man or like, a, like a actual child. child. Yeah, yeah. They go to yeah. shoot somebody, and their kid runs up and hugs their leg, and they're like, "I can't do it." My God! And then by not doing it, they they, they get everyone they know killed. It's the most classic thing. Except she goes to this guy's farmhouse with no attempt to cover her tracks. She doesn't discuss a plan. <laughs> they if they, they drive the in the truck that has already been seen and spotted by a man who controls birds. Yeah, they, like. Try to get they, in a plane. It'd be really hard for a bird to follow a fucking plane. They recognized that they were spotted. They recognized that the tattoo man spotted them in the car that they just got into, and they continue to drive cross-country in that car no matter Yeah, it's like, regardless. just steal another car. You're a murderer. You don't have a moral code. Just steal someone's car. And then despite Electra's earlier crossing with the tattoo guy, when the bird shows up and starts watching them, it's just the random dude. Yeah. catches on that it's And then I was like, does this motherfucker know people are magic? Because, like, if anybody <laughs> should be blown away, it should be the dude who apparently owns a cattle farm and is a middleman for murder. Yeah, I, I, I want a job. That's too I much got... farmland for that guy to take care of by himself, by the way. Yeah, he owns a farm, and he works for home for right. a murder company? What well, is apparently this? Apparently <laughs> flies to New York or something, because he has to be in the middle of... I mean, he had, like, at least 50 head of cattle. That takes a lot of work. <laughs> his character was so insane and then he it's just so sacrifices bizarre. himself at the end and but I was not like, really oh, because yeah. he, he grabs his shotgun he's like I'm gonna try and deal with him and get, buy you some time and Electra, who again 
has dealt with the hand, was it should, trained it should with be them. like their magic, no. She's like, there's a guy who's stone. Forget your gun, dumbass. They don't even use guns. They use weird fucking rotary dart guns. Like, get the fuck out of here. And he, he's like, no, no, no. I got this old world shotgun. I, I have a I have a shotgun that was out of date a couple centuries ago. I'm going to bust this guy out. Uh, uh, don't worry, it'll be fine. And she says, cool. She leaves, he clearly dies, and guess who does not acknowledge his sacrifice in nope. any conceivable way? No one in he this is... movie is like, nobody asks, is like, did he make it? She doesn't go back to the farm no. and find him. It's just like, yeah, he died, who cares? He was just a, he was a farmer. Not even, not even one cliche scene where she's in the forest and there's a shotgun in the distance and she looks back mournfully being knowing what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, nothing. nothing. There's... She Nothing. has, like, no reaction in this movie, which I kind of get because she is it, it's pretty terrible. Beyond, she is beyond passive in this movie. She has... I know she's a ruthless assassin who's been trained to have no emotion, but Jennifer Garner is not. She's see, capable of doing something, and, and she see, doesn't he, make any ahead. facial... She doesn't make any... She doesn't do acting, for fuck's no. sake. <laughs> and here's the thing that gets me is, like, all right, in the context of the comics, Elektra was, like, trained to be an assassin. That's how she originally... She was Matt Murdock's... She went to college with him. They were lovers. Um, she left, I think, after her father died or whatever, and she went to work, and she became, like, a, a, a hitman, like an assassin. And she eventually meets Matt Murdock as Daredevil, and the only thing that keeps her... that turns her around is he was the only man she loved besides, like, her father, and, he, you know, the father's dead. And so she becomes a good guy, and that's, like, her arc. And she dies. Like, she's introduced in the comic and dies in the comic in, like, the span of, like, two comic arcs. And, like, that's the story. And it makes sense. She's a ninja. This is the Elektra from the Daredevil movie, which is she was trained to be a martial artist for self-defense because her father was obsessed with the idea. And that's it. She's never an assassin in the first movie. And they tell you in the really long opening monologue that she's brought back to life by Stick. So she was never in the hand and never an assassin. Why did she become an assassin? And Stick's like, you didn't have a good heart. And it's like, no, I saw her in the Daredevil movie. She seemed perfectly nice. Like, she was never a bad guy. She dies trying to help Daredevil. Like, I don't understand what's going on. So they they trade on, like, a story which is not this movie and expect people, I guess, to know she used to be an assassin in the comics? Because it makes no sense. She's never part of the hand. And then... Yeah. And then, like, another thing where I do not think anybody proofread this script is there's this weird scene after that guy's dead and they fight in the woods and uh, she, Stick, picks him up and they go back to Stick's house or whatever, his weird dojo in the middle of nowhere. And she decides that she needs to put an end to this. So she uses a fire to contact Kaguri or whatever his name is. And it's like, oh, is this a thing that we knew you could do? You can just talk into a fire and it goes to the person you want to talk to? But she says to him, Let's go. Let's go back to where this began. And he says, okay. Now, all through the movie, they keep showing flashbacks of her as a child walking in and finding her mother dead. And in her dream version, there's a literal, like a devil has killed her, like a literal demon has killed her. And as the movie goes on, he keeps like taking the shape of a man at some point is like a ninja. And so she says this and he's like, okay. Then she gets there and he shows up and he's like, think back you know and she realizes that he's the one who killed her mother even though he appears to be like five years younger than her but it's like wait 
why would you have said, let's go back to where this begins if you didn't know he was the one who killed your mother? He has no connection to your house outside of this memory. Why would you tell him to go there? It makes it's, no sense. It's a clear evidence of such major rewrites. Yeah. Uh, the, kind, the kind of rewrites that had, like, it reminds me of, like, me as a, as a dungeon master where I'll, like, forget my own backstory and then I'll, like, say something wrong and it's like, oh, well, sorry, you know, this is hard. <laughs> you know, because it's a flowing story. Movies don't work like that. You can just go back and fix the fucking script as you make it. I mean, it's important that you just... <laughs> it's important that if you establish a conceit that Electra wishes to know the origins of her, of her mother's death uh, in the beginning of the film, that that has... Um, a direction that has a thread that goes somewhere. Yeah, and it seems to be like she's like, I can't remember who did it. But in the dream, it seems like she clearly remembers it vividly and sees it every time she goes to sleep. So I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty generic. Like, this is classic Hollywood. The person you're fighting is the person who wronged you when you were a child, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, you know, the original Batman, uh, the second lethal weapon. You know, there's always, like, some connection that doesn't need to be there, like, to just make a bad guy worse. And they never really explain why he killed her. You know what I mean? The mom? There's no real explanation. They never say, oh, uh, we killed her because we were coming to get you because we knew you were one of the weapons we wanted. Or anything. They're just like, he apparently came to her house, as near as I could tell from watching the movie, he came to her house and killed her mother just to kill her mother. Not to, I don't know if it was to get at her father, because they never say that. I guess I know in Daredevil that the hand doesn't like him, I think. Maybe. But I think it's just Kingpin who doesn't like him. Uh, so speaking of things that don't make sense uh, and characters that don't appear to have any any clear motivation, the fuck is Stick's deal? Is is his character just written as sensei, sensei, comma asshole? I what what is he doing in any of this? Storyline is so confusing because here's I, one of the things that does not make any sense to start with. In the exposition at the beginning, they talk about how there's this great treasure that they're looking for, and they make it sound like. It's a thing that is like they need it. They need like it's it's like a once in a lifetime thing. But then later in the movie, Typhoid says she was the treasure. So it seems like it doesn't matter if you get the treasure or not, because she's not particularly good as a ninja. So what's it matter if they don't get this one? Nothing's going to happen. It does unlock some power. They act like it's this big deal and they need her. But if Typhoid was one of the treasures, they already have her and it didn't change the hand's abilities. So I don't get it. And if this is true, and Stick was setting all this up. Why weren't? Why didn't he have ninjas watching those two the entire time? They just show up at the very end after the farm guy kills himself, like gets himself killed. Like, couldn't you have shown up five minutes earlier and helped that poor guy? Stick is a dick. He only shows up when he feels like it. Yeah, and and his only real like prominent scene in this film, other than just a flashback where he seems to for no no specific consequence just eject electra from his academy because uh, quote unquote dojo. she has a bad he, he thinks she uh, was like no heart yeah and he needed yeah. her to find it but again we have no deep, reason deep, to illogical. understand why she doesn't think she's a no. good person she behaves perfectly normally in this film and uh she behaved perfectly normally like as you said in daredevil um that that th scene though does have one of my favorite lines where she is like he's gonna kick her out and she's like is this a test? It's like, uh, if he says yes, then it's not much of a test, is it? Like, if he tells you he's testing you, kind of defeats the purpose. Is this a test? Yes, you nailed it. Um, also, also, she's like, I have nowhere to go. It's like, uh, your dad was a multimillionaire. He was like, fucking Jeff Bezos. I'm sure you'll piece together somewhere to go. Um, 
but I, I have a quick question. Uh, when they're in the pool hall, right, which is, you know, mm-hmm. a real cool place for a stick to hang out. Uh, yes, but real, also he also hangs out at his weird mystery dojo in the middle of the woods. Yeah, so I don't yeah, know why yeah. he's at this fucking pool house. It's, it's both things. It's somehow both things. It's fine. Uh, and he also, must be there so much that she knows where to find him. Well, when they when they travel to this sequ- sequence, she's like in this weird European nowhere land uh, where she's got her like super, super condo. Yeah. And then she goes, I know where to find him. And then she appears to be in like, I don't know, South Philly. Like, I yeah, can't. She, they appear to be in New York City. <laughs> Which was very confusing. I was like, wait, did we... they drive here in his truck? Did they take a ferry yeah. across the Atlantic Ocean? And then, like, stop for cheesesteaks in Philadelphia? I swear, uh, it seems it like it's Philadelphia. Because so, the guy uh, is definitely, the people he's playing pool with are definitely not European. No, like, they sure. have American, American accents. Definitively. Um, at some point, he's pl- he, when they find him, he's playing a random guy in pool and clearly hustling him. And when he steps up to make a shot, he calls it. He calls um, the pocket. Yeah. Uh, and the guy says, no, you don't call. You don't have to call every shot. You just have to call your first shot. And I said, I was just thinking to myself, no, you don't. You call your last shot. There <laughs> That's is how a, pool works. There is, is a, there a version, version of pool? pool where you have to call every shot. But, but those people who play that version are called professional pool players. Nobody else does that. You never go into says, a regular pool hall. He says you only call your first shot. What does that mean? Oh yeah, yeah. That's one hundred percent not a thing. You have to call either call all the shots or just the last. Those are it. Exactly. Also, the thing that got me too is like this is supposed to be like a biker bar. It looks like yeah, and he's hanging out here so much that Electra knows where to find him. But this guy has never been aware that there's a blind guy who hustles people in pool. And how much yeah. money can he possibly be making? Like not six much bucks. Because most people would probably be like. I'm gonna play take a blind man's money in pool that's fucked up they wouldn't even play him they just be like oh this is like taking advantage of someone yeah obviously we'll ignore the fact that uh that, that both both electra the treasure and stick are all caucasian americans <laughs> yeah i like that she's treasured like a... martial artists it's it's the syndrome with um with fucking what's his name with uh iron fist it's so stupid. oh yeah yeah at least the Iron Fist, it used to kind of make sense, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. equally as offensive. Um, we should we would be remiss not talking about the fact that uh, Electra and uh, the father kiss at some point for no conceivable reason. Yes, I I actually put down too. I had a note that I was like, wow, as far as romance, because like I I don't know if you've ever seen. There's a director's cut of Daredevil, and the director's cut of Daredevil was the original screening, and in it, there's almost no romance. He likes Jennifer Garner's character, and they kiss once, but that's it. There's, like, a whole other subplot with all this other stuff going on. In But when they screened it, all the test screening audience, like, mostly the women were like, oh, I like the romance part. There needs to be more romance. So they reshot all of this romance stuff to put into the movie. And it was like, that was, like, a big thing that, like, women liked in the movie. Then they make this movie, which is like, you know, if you have a female-led superhero movie, or movie in general... You assume that, like, part of the audience is going to be maybe more women than usual for an action film. And then they give you the worst romance I've ever seen in a movie. Like, she kisses a dude once, and that's it. I'm like, did I get a bone? Like, at least give her something. But it's no romance, because when they're when they're in the weird, like, middle-of-nowhere cabin sequence, they're only in conversations with, like, briefly, like, hey, I know someone that died. Cool, me too. And then they travel to Philadelphia... They have the weird pool hall sequence. They go to a, a a barn. 
they're shot at, they fight some stuff, and then like they well they kiss. kiss there, they kiss at the barn. Yeah, but but no no definitive, like I mean they it, barely it makes no sense why they like each other. I mean, if you take the number of lines that they've spoken to each other that aren't just like Electra being like I'm being chased by ninjas, like any line, if you remove lines that are of that ballpark, you have like two of her yeah. just being like your daughter's they have, fun. Like, they have my, my husband bad, died or whatever. They have one <laughs> bad uh, blind date. Like when she shows up at Chris on Christmas Day, which was like a real yeah. plot point for no reason, uh, and that was it. Like that was like the only thing. And then like she kisses him, and then they kiss again at the end. And like the little girls acting like she's her mom, and then that was the other thing about the ending where she's like, "Well, I have to go," and it's like, "Why? Where where do you have to go? You're not wanted by anybody. The hand's not going to come after you. Like that's already been established. The hand, if they didn't get the girl this time, weren't going to come back to ever get her again." So why can't you just stay with these people in your mansion? Yeah. Like you're you're super like if you're not rich from your dad, you got paid two million dollars to go kill the, the, the girl. So I'm assuming you've been paid several million dollars if you've been assassin for a few years. Like, can't you just live off that money and stay with these people for a while? Like, why can't you help this girl out? Train her to be a martial artist. You're literally leaving to go nowhere. You don't have anywhere to go. It was so weird. I was like, what a bizarre ending to a movie. Yeah, like, they they people, add in like people, that weird bit, and then they're just like, ah, no, that girl doesn't like her anymore. People refer to movies as like half baked, but this one was like someone took all the ingredients. This one was like quarter baked. Someone took all the ingredients, kept them in their packaging, and like put them in a like in a, in a tray and put them in the oven. Like someone didn't do any of the necessary steps to unite these ideas. They were simply just placed within proximity of each other, and they thought that was sufficient for film and it's deeply frustrating but that could be like i've watched bad action movies that totally fumble the plot character motivations or whatever but pack together enough interesting sequences that we're on board right we've seen I them mean, here like, on this yeah, podcast i mean if you but watch that like commando that's not a good movie yeah, but it's exactly. at least enjoyable to sit through you could spend just this you could spend this 45 minutes yelling about all the illogical illogical like you know happenings of commando but at least there's something to attach yourself to there's a popcorn action to and at least it it is an action film it sets out to be like this is an action film here's the action this is a a a movie that is set up to be a martial arts movie that has zero martial arts in it and that is precisely why to get into the final segment of this podcast i would not recommend this film it's because you can't even zone out through some of the the poor plot sequences to get to some kick-ass fighting. You have not just martial arts, but a pre-established idea that martial artists in this universe are not only experts, but have some component of magic. There is Mm -hmm. so much fucking runway to land a great or at least interesting action film, and they blow it so hard, they end up deep in the ocean. It is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to back. I would not recommend watching it, even though this no. is at least one of the shorter bad ones we've had to sit Fair through. Enough. It's only like yeah. an hour and a half. But yeah, like, because it is just like, as each scene goes on, it becomes like, wor- like I, I literally felt like as the movie went on, I was like, wow, this is just getting worse. Like nothing's making, it's like each fight scene got worse as they went too. Like at least there was kind of a fight scene in the beginning. But, like, at the end, like I said, there's just a scene where she spins non-existent size in her hand for, like, 30 seconds, and they just CGI'd him in, which does not look cool. When you're not actually rotating a real object, also not really cool to do it to begin with, but it's really, like, and that's, like, most of the movie is. It's just, like, all build up with no, 
nothing ever follows through which is a weird thing to do in an action movie or any movie really um so to that to to to, to top this off i was digging around through a couple of reviews especially when a movie is um um sort of pre-hated you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. before we come on to like pile throw throw our opinion onto the already like (laughs) massive uh, uh 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 dumpster barge of 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 hot takes on this film um I like to dig around and look up other people's reaction to the film, uh, namely at the time. And I found a review that stuck out to me. Uh, not because of its uh, total review, because its total review was that um, this sucked. But <laughs> that a, a, a strong opinion to have. This, this middle-aged uh, writer uh, for the Sydney Morning Herald uh, wrote uh, the following paragraph uh, in, in summing up their reaction to the film. Garner looks terribly serious. Her plump lips pursed into a parody of determination. Hmm. Boy, that top lip is plumpier than I remember it being in Suddenly 30. That lip would give Angelina Jolie a run for her money. You know, Hollywood actresses seem to be having self-inflating parts nowadays. Breasts, lips, and muscles pop up and down as required. Um... I'm just going to assume this was written from prison. Is this uh, is the Sydney Tribune? A, a, is that the Sydney prison? or? Yeah, they have a program where they accept they accept reviews of bad action films from prisoners. They, they, let, they let rapists apparently write yeah. <laughs> reviews. I it's, hope that person does not have a job anymore. I mean, I can't fathom how... I've never seen like an old man like... Uh, an old man, like, uh, uh, derailing their own threat, like line of thought, end up in writing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, usually you go back, like, when you derail in thought, you look down, you're like, well, I didn't type any of what I was just thinking. Also, I'm pretty confident I don't want to hear the word plump, ever. Again, I think I'm all done. Also, here's just a tip. Plump lips while referring to a woman just sounds gross no matter what you mean. Yep. <laughs> There's no good context to say nope. it you without sounding like a fucking mega creep. You can't bring that one in. Well, uh, Electra again, had come out in 2005. It's uh, well before you listen to this episode, it was already um, hated upon pretty excessively uh, and further stalled, well. further stalled the attempt to bring uh, Marvel Cinematic Films into, uh, into the zeitgeist. Um, don't, uh, don't go see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not recommend watching it under any circumstance. The too long didn't listen is don't go see it. It's yeah, yeah. Too- if you're just tuning in somehow, you skipped ahead 50 minutes into a podcast or whatever. Uh, just know, not good. That that's our one word review. That's our review for the end. Um, <laughs> still not, you know, not like Suicide Squad bad, but just not a great film. Well, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Unless you had anything else you forgot to mention. No, no, I okay. do, I do not. Uh, well then. We'll see you next week where we'll talk about our next movie up on the watch block. I don't know. There's not really an expression for when you watch something that I know of. Uh, But we'll tell you what comic book films up next on the mini episode. If you have any comments or if you have a suggestion for a movie you would like us to do, please leave a comment at NAOS pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud. That's all the same uh, address. Just leave a post. We'll see it. Or, you know, in all likelihood, if you're listening to us, you probably know us at least tangentially so just message us somehow and uh tell us a movie so we can quit trying to pick them ourselves i think that's as it. Long, yeah I, I, I just hope the next film isn't as disappointing as that fucking coin guy <laughs>